folks this morning it's wonderful to be in his presence and I thank I thank God for the opportunity to be here you may be seated for a moment please I'd like to make a few comments before I minister I want to thank brother Ed this morning for the invitation to be here. It's very humbling to me. And when he called and said that, he asked about if I'd be willing to come. He said, I'd like to have your grandson and brother Ron. And when he said that, it just did something to me. And I I said, wow, I got to pray about this. I just felt to come, and it's a great honor to be with Brother Ron, my friend, my brother, 
and Nathan, my grandson. <clears throat> I believe Nathan has a real future ahead of him. I, I just thank God for the call of God's life in all the sons and daughters of God. I was sharing, uh, something came to me in the uh, motel this morning. I shared it with the brothers in the office. But in these meetings, I was thinking if Brother Brown could come back and see what took place here in these meetings and the quality and the love. I mean, I've experienced such love here, divine love, more than filial love, divine love. The prophet of God, you remember how disappointed he got? And standing in the gap, he said, nobody's receiving my message. But I'm looking at a group of people this morning. I'm looking at a whole host of people that are, and I, I, I want to speak on it this morning a bit, but a whole host of people that believe this message. And not only say they believe it, but they live it. So I thank God for that this morning. Yes, I'm very sorry that my wife could not come. She'd love to be here. You know, we've been here several times, and uh, this has a, this, uh, a congregation and the ministry here have a special place in my heart. I thank God. I also <clears throat> am happy to have Brian Lucille with me this morning on this trip. If there ever were two Christians, they're really Christians. And, uh, and Brian, he works, he, uh, I think he worked 39 years so far in the United Airlines. So the other night when we missed our flight in, in Denver and we had to take a motel, so I just went to bed. He did the work. <laughs> so it looked like we had had to go to Phoenix and then from Phoenix to Calgary, not even make it in here. And then... Uh, uh, three o'clock in the morning, he knocks on my door and he said, Brother Ray, I mean, Dad, go back to sleep. Uh, that flight isn't going to work. But by his grace, we made it. <laughs> by his grace, we made it. If you don't mind standing this morning and uh, go to the scripture, Luke 21, I'd like to... I think they might have, well, they haven't got it so far, but I've I've been ministering probably for the last uh, three, four, five months on the subject, and I I might do a little bit, uh, maybe a teaching type, maybe this morning a little bit, and uh, I've been on a subject called The Secret of His Coming, and uh, I just want to go to the Scripture and see here, beginning with verse 25, Luke chapter 21. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity 
the sea and the waves roaring. Men's hearts falling them, failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth. For the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. How many believe we had a cloud? And we didn't see his feet, we saw his head. So his headship is here. But he, amen, it had to be more than the headship. He had to have a body. Hallelujah. How many raise your hands so I'm the body? We might as well have church. You know, I haven't got the energy to preach like these fellows, you know, but you have to, you know, if you amen once with them, you amen twice for me. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up, lift up your heads, for your redemption draw nigh. How many thank God for redemption? But how many thanks God for a full adoption when we get our change? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And he spake with them in the parable, behold the fig tree and all the trees. Fig tree is Israel. All the trees, Brother Benham says, was a world council of churches and united nations. And when they shall shoot forth, see no of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise, when you see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. That's not speaking about the kingdom of God within you. That's talking about the kingdom set on earth. Verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. One more scripture, please. Matthew 24, verse 1. This is where I'm drawing my subject this morning. Praise his wonderful name. Verse 1, please. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the building of the temple. And Jesus said unto them, See not all these things. Verily I say unto you, There shall not be one stone upon another that shall be thrown down. And as he said upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Just to look at it, he's coming privately. Sounds like the seventh seal. saying, tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? I want to dwell on those two things, the sign of thy coming and the end of the world. 
sign. I want to put it as the end of the world sign. God bless you as you may be seated. I probably do, I trust it's okay, but I'll probably be reading quite a few quotes. We'll just see as the Lord leads. But I want to start out with this one from Christ's The Mystery. He said, now God had a purpose and a hidden mystery, and that's what I want to speak on to the church this morning. The hidden mystery of God that he had in his mind before the world ever began. And how it's unfolded itself right down to the present hour that we're living. Then you will understand clearly. Listen to this now. Then you will understand clearly, I believe, what is being done. God's great mystery, it's a secret. It's kept, he kept it a secret. Nobody knowed about it. Even the angels didn't understand it. Think about it. Even the angels didn't understand it. It's a secret. My, are you a blessed people. I'm telling you, we are blessed people. Because not even the angels know what was coming forth. But you're sitting here this morning because of the restored word. And you are catching the secret that was in the back part of God's mind. Brother, if you could please keep the monitor up just a little bit more. Not, not a lot, but just a little, please. Amen. So, I, I want to... Uh, uh, say something this morning that uh, Paul, when he was speaking to the Corinthian church in the first chapter of Corinthians, if you have a Schofield Bible, and, uh, and Schofield, of course, we don't take all of his footnotes, but I thought this really compared with the, uh, with the message that, uh, and, and it speaks about uh, there's three Greek words that pertain to his coming. And uh, the first one, and I know it's a little scary now because what happened in the message, but it's actually parousia, which is his personal presence. Very simple. His personal presence. Amen. And then the second one is apocalypse, which we are very familiar with the unfailing, unveiling of the word or revelation. Then the third word is epiphania. Now, I'm not a Greek scholar, so amen. Which represents the manifestation of that revelation. Can I hear an amen? So we see this morning that amen there takes a great revelation to understand who you are. And his personal presence is more than just a feeling. Let me share what the prophet of God said. 
He said, my ministry, my ministry is a different ministry from a pastor or a teacher. He said, my ministry is to, de- de- to declare that he is here. Hallelujah. He is here. He's not just coming. He's here. And the ministry proved it by more than just saying he's here. It's the same with Brother Ron's ministry the other night. I felt the presence standing right here. And you saw what happened. It was his personal presence. Brother, I'm still laboring a little bit, please, if you can give me a little more. Sorry about that. So we, uh, I want to, so I write or read quotes. I mean, we're message believers, right? I'm not an evangelist, uh, you know, and I just have to be what I am as a, you know. <clears throat> oh, incidentally, I forgot to, to greet you from our True Word Tabernacle and our, our pastor, Brother Wayne Lawson. I, I'm, I'm the senior now. <laughs> Whoa, I'm the senior pastor. I guess when you're 84, you can be. This is one quote that is absolutely astounding to me. It comes from, I believe, from the seed of discrepancy. The word becoming alive in our own flesh, that shows the presence of God. So uh, we are sitting in the presence of God because his presence, his revelation, his calling, his seed, his germ is in you and I. Is that okay? Amen. That's not false doctrine. That's real. That he's alive in his bride today. It's changed from the prophet to the prophecy. And we are living out the prophecy of the bride of Jesus Christ. We're not living out Luther's day, Wesley's day, Pentecost. We're absolutely living out the coming of the Lord. We have to recognize this morning there's a bride coming. And the Son of Man has been waved over the church again. In the full maturity of the Word, in its full power. You believe that? So we must come. In order to be in the rapture, we must come to a mature bride. We are not Pentecostal babies. Amen. We must come to the revelation. Absolutely. That we are the representation of Jesus Christ on earth. Don't ever 
forget who you are. You're more than son or a daughter of an earthly parent. But you got a heavenly parent. Hallelujah. So there's another quote. The presence of God unrecognized. He said, if we could only realize that he's appearing to us in these meetings for one purpose. That's to release our desires that we have in him to us. But we got to recognize his presence. And now how do you recognize his presence? Is when the promised word for this age is made manifested. You look at Psalms chapter 1 verse, I believe it's 7. It's his fruit in his season. It's his fruit in his season. So we are at the season of the change of our bodies. I want to notify you, if you've got the Holy Ghost, the rapture is already in you. Hallelujah. If you, oh glory, if you got the Holy Ghost, the rapture, the rapture, the healing, the deliverance, the joy, the peace. Hallelujah. It's already in you. It's not going to come. It's has arrived. I got, I got a scripture for that. In case you say, well, back it up with the Bible. I can. It's Romans 8, verse 30. When you're predestinated, if you're predestinated, in whom is predestinated? They are called. And when you're called, you are justified. And when you're justified, oh glory. And when you're justified, you are already glorified. Let's give him a praise offering. Come on, let's give him a praise offering. Come on, let's give him a praise offering. Come on, let's give him a praise offering. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Blessed be his holy name. I want to share something with you. <clears throat> because the revelation of the, the revelation of the, uh, or I mean the rapture, I'm sorry, is a revelation. 
Your new birth is a revelation of Jesus Christ personally to you. So if he could give you a revelation of the new birth personally, can he not also give you the revelation of the rapture? That kind of got fresh. Absolutely. If we can rest in it. If we can rest in it. Now, Brother Bam says it's going to take more faith in this age than there's ever been. But because it's going to take more faith, how does faith come? By hearing. So don't worry, little flock. He gave us more word. He gave us the original seed. And when he gives us the original seed, he'll give us original faith. So Brother Branham said, don't worry, it'll be there. Hallelujah. So, so when we see now, folks, how close we're nearing our exodus. Remember, the first exodus was going from a natural land to another natural land. Second exodus is going from a spiritual condition to the baptism of the Holy Ghost. The third exodus is going from the baptism of the Holy Ghost, taking us into the millennium and the great hereafter. So did he not perform the first one? And the second one? And the one that descended for us will do the third one. We were just talking in the back room, you know, that Brother Ron brought up about, you know, uh, you know, we're not Canadians. We're not Americans. Some are loud, some are soft. But you're fun to preach for. And I can tell you, we're none of those. We're a kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And I tell you what, Brother Benham said, there's one place you you go to heaven, you'll be shouting and praising the Lord. You go to hell, you'll be gnashing of teeth. This is the quietest place you'll ever be. So wherever Jesus is, there's noise. I know some of you might get nervous at that, Ben. Now, I want to just slow up a little bit here. I got a lot on my mind, but uh, we only got much, so much time. But you know, when you look at it, in order for us to have a millennium, there has to be a cleansing of this earth. Brother Brandon talks in the future home about the redemption plan for a human and the redemption plan for an earth. So when I 
You remember I'm speaking about the signs of his coming and the sign of the end. Our sign is not what's all going on out here. But it's a part of the modern events made clear by prophecy. You following me? Our sign was a resurrection sign. Absolutely. He showed himself through a little Kentuckian. In order to have the coming of the Lord, we had to have a ministry that would be like that ministry. But Brother Benham said he had more success. He had more success in my ministry than he even had in his. You got quiet on him, but that's a quote. He's not saying I did it. It's saying he. It's not Brother Ron Spencer that does these things. It's he. It's not Brother Ed that does these things. It's he. It's not me. It's not you. It's he. Let me read here from the... So when we see here from the seventh seal, Brother Brandon was talking about the coming of the Lord. <laughs> and I'll just have to do some paraphrasing here. But you'll see here that he's looking at this, this secret coming. And he said one thing about it, Satan does not understand this. He said he can mimic first pull, second pull, but the third pull. The third pull is a secret that the devil will never get it. And then he said in Christ is the mystery, page 58. He said this hidden mystery, this seventh seal, this coming of the Lord is in the heart. It's in the heart of the believer. So when it's in the heart of the believer, it's slowly changing us from glory to glory to glory to glory until we're in glory. I say glory. If I can quote here from the seventh seal, he said, but remember in that part, I'm, I'm going to a different part of the seventh seal, but in that part, He's saying now, the signs will also show it. The signs will also show it. In paragraph 231 of the seventh seal. Now remember, this seventh seal is the end of time. It's the end of all things. The things written in the seventh seal book seal up of the plan of redemption 
from before the foundation of the world. It every bit ends. It's the end of struggling world. It's the end of struggling nature. It's the end of everything. It's even the end of the trumpets. It's the end of the vials. You know, I want to just show you there in the vials, Revelation 16. You say, Brother Ram never got a chance to preach on it. No, I know. He wanted to preach on it. But if you study the scriptures and you study the message, you see he did preach on it. Because if you read all of those vials, listen, if there's a church age, there has to be a vial. There has to be a judgment. Right? So if you read that scripture, I believe if I'm right in Revelation 16, the last verse, that's taking them because of those vials, is taken into Armageddon. Are you following me? So, amen, there is, there is two cleansings. There has to be a cleansing for the millennium. And there has to be, after Satan is loosed for a season, there's another cleansing. I believe, and I could be wrong, but I don't believe so. The first cleansing will be atomic fire. To cleanse this earth. The other one will be heavenly fire. So listen, if you want a millennium to reign in, you've got to realize God has got to purify this earth. And Brother Branham is saying here even, it's the end of the vials and it's even the ushering in of the millennium. Is that true? Now, if you go to Revelation chapter 7, please, if you have your Bibles uh, or if you don't, just, uh, yeah, I'm sure they'll have it on the screen. And after these things, I saw four angels standing on the four corners of the earth, holding the four winds of the earth, that the wind should not blow on the earth, nor on the sea, nor on any tree. Who's in control? Russia thinks they're in control. America thinks they're in control. God's in control. And I saw another angel ascending from the east, having the seal of the living God. And he cried with a loud voice to the four angels, to whom it was given to hurt the earth and the sea. Remember now, those winds are war or strife. Saying, hurt not the earth, neither the sea nor the trees that we have sealed the servants of God in their foreheads. That's not Gentiles. That's Jews. So you realize, amen, it, it's not that we're 
we're worried about the earth blowing up or burning up. The bride has an exodus. The bride does not have to go through judgment or tribulation. She's already been judged. In fact, her judge is also the jury. And the jury and the judge work together and declare this bride is not guilty. Hallelujah. You had your jubilee. You're not a slave anymore. You can have, listen, you can walk without condemnation because you are in Christ. Is that all right if I do a little bit of our reading? I've got some things I just on my heart. Amen. I just got something in my heart. Amen. In Christ is the mystery of God revealed. He said, then we can see that the marriage supper is at hand. Now, if I never see you again, remember. The marriage supper is at hand. And then the kingdom according to the promise, is ready to be issued in. I got, I got a little bit ahead of myself there, but in Christ is a mystery. There's a threefold manner of his coming. The first was in Christ. The second, I'd like to read it because it, 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 I, I can't remember the word. In Christ, the second one is the preeminence in the bride of Jesus Christ. In other words, he's looking not only for those that are learners, but the manifestation, the epiphania, not just the revelation. And the third one is the kingdom to be set up here on earth. Woo! You know what? Don't worry what place you got. He's got one for you. You will not miss this flight. Hallelujah. Look at each other and say, I will not miss this flight. Your favorite... Your favorite airlines better be united, right, Brian? They don't hold a candle to this or Delta. He said, now, then the kingdom, according to the promise, is ready to be issued in the great millennium, taking up of the church and the destroying of the wicked. The world under the sixth seal, remember that's the judgment seal, to be purified by volcanic, take all the corruption, the sin of the world, and to mold her out again and bring forth a new millennium for the age that is to come. And when we see all these threefold revelation, 
God in Christ, Christ in the church, the kingdom coming, Adam and Eve redeemed back to the Garden of Eden in the representation of Christ and the bride. Then the kingdom is going to be restored again to his promise. Remember in Revelations, there's three woes. First woe was the First World War. I'm trying to show you something. That this earth is going to be the way it is until he calls for it. As long as he's got seed here. As long as he's got sons and daughters to come yet. Every one of his seeds must be on display. He's incomplete. That sounds crazy, but he's incomplete without every one of his attributes. And you never have to worry about somebody taking your place. Brother Minnow, and even at our age, we got it made. If we go before or come after, we'll be there. Don't tell us that we're 80s. Inside is an 18-year-old. Brother Menno gave me a hit thumbs up. <laughs> Brother Brandon was talking about this First World War, holding back the four winds. It ended on the 11th month, 11th day, 11th hour, something supernaturally took place. That war was from 1914 to 1918. Second World War, Second World the atomic bombings of Hiroshima and Nagasaki, 416,800 soldiers died. 1906 to 1909 was Azusa Street Revival. Brother Branham was Born April 6, 1909. That's correct, isn't it? I believe, yes. It's just been one thing. There's wars and rumors of wars. You remember in Matthew 24, all seven seals are listed in there. All seven seals are listed in Matthew 24. Amen. So the, the, the clock was... Th- Ticking. What was it, Brother Benham said? I forget, was it 12 minutes before midnight? Something like that. I just heard about two or three, four months back, somebody said it's nine seconds before midnight. Nine seconds. Think about this. In the 60s, I didn't get the, the year right, I think it's 1962, the Cuban crisis. The missile crisis took place. 35-day standoff. 
Mr. Kennedy was the president of the United States. Nuclear missile sites were built in Cuba by the Soviet Union. It was that close. Even as a young boy, as a young man, I didn't realize how close it was to the missiles being sent towards North America. But the four winds, the angel is still here. The bride is still here. You don't realize how important you are to the kingdom. You don't realize how important you are even to the unbeliever. Because it gives them a little more time. It even gives them time to repent. Praise the Lord. I read where it'll only take 30 minutes for a missile to fly between Russia and the United States. From a submarine, 10 to 15 minutes to launch and be at his destination. I want to show you something. Not that you don't know it, but this earth is in birth pains. It's no time to play church. It's no time to get your lines tangled. It's time to say, God, if there's anything wrong with me, take it out, reveal it to me. Remember, this rapture is not taking the world. We can't be half believer and half unbeliever. Remember the seven visions? I'm not going to go all through them. But the sixth one, just imagine how that was made manifest where a vice president was brought into the vote and became vice president. A woman, a woman with Brother Branham saw. I don't want to go, I don't have time to go through all of them. One of them says, watch Russia, watch Russia. Keep an eye on the north. You realize when Brother Branham said Russia going down for the oil, you know they're an oil country right now. They even have oil, but they're an oil country right now. Do you realize in Syria, we have Russia, America, and our telling how many other nations. So we see here that everything, and he said the last and seventh vision, I heard a most terrible explosion. As I turned to look, I saw nothing but degree and craters and smoke all over the place. Speaking about vials, speaking about ungodly things. Brother Benham said in leadership, he said, oh God, let me go, don't, don't let me go, don't, don't leave me behind, Jesus. Let me go with you, Father. I don't want to stay here 
on this earth to watch all these tribulations come on. I don't want to stay here for this insanity. You mean he was calling that insanity then? What have we got now? What do you call good, bad, and bad, good? Don't even know what gender. I don't want to get into all these things, but I tell you, we are seeing insanity like we've never seen it. But you know what that means? We're not going down, folks. We're ready to go up. He said it. They'll go so insane until locusts raise up like women to the haunt the women. That's revelations also. Mental condition of people will be completely gone. We see it making it right now. Right now. In 1962, Brother Bannon was relating to something in the spoken word as the original seed. And he said there was three seeds planted. You remember that? Three seeds planted. He said there was a denominational seed by Billy Graham. And then there was a Pentecostal seed planted by Earl Roberts. But then there was a word seed that had been planted. A word seed. Now, if you understand, he said, folks, I'm saying there's no more less God tells me. I want you to get this good and clear. Three seeds has been planted. He talks about a Mariah rain, teaching rain. He talks about a harvest rain. He said, Billy Graham has struck the world. Pentecostals have struck the world. And the word has struck the world. Right? So, he said now, then the kind of seed you planted in your field will be the kind of crop you will reap. So it's important as we as ministers plant the right seed. Is that true? Now, Brother Benjamin was saying it's dying down. It's dying down. 1962. It's dying down already. The seed has been planted. But wait a while. Hang on a minute. He said in the message in 1962, in the present stage of our man ministry, you know, he quoted out of 2 Timothy chapter 4, as Paul was speaking, Demas hath forsaken me. And it looked like Paul had lost his power when he gave away his cloak. And they're trying to run him out of town. Are you all with me? I know you're maybe a little tired, but may you get the quickening power. So 
Brother Manum is saying, they're saying that I'm washed up. But he wasn't washed up. He was far from being washed up. There was time, oh Lord, it was time now, he's going to be stepping into his new ministry. And in order to have a matured seed, they're after him step into the third pole. And that third pole was the opening of the word. And even though he had a Moses ministry and an Elijah ministry, he needed a Joshua ministry. Is that right? Oh, glory to God. It didn't take away from his, listen, 2 Timothy, give me time now. 2 Timothy chapter 4, it said, do the work of an evangelist. It didn't mean that Paul was an evangelist. It didn't mean Brother Brandon was an evangelist. Do the work of the evangelist. So what was it doing? It was pulling the seed. But it wasn't maturing the seed. It was pulling the seed, but it wasn't maturing the seed. Say praise the Lord. So there had to be that Brother Branham. Oh, remember what he said there? He said, I trust the Lord will help me. Take this word and clothe the bride. Take this word and clothe the bride. I thought he already had the word. But he did have. But there had to be a opening. You know why you see his coming? Amen. It's right in the message, the rising of his son, of son. I can't read all these quotes. They're so beautiful. That's why I like to just lay it out the way he tells it. Amen. But I'm going to tell you what. He said, the quickening power, let you see his coming. Is that right? Do you see his coming? Then you got the quickening power. And he can quicken every promise. Listen, people, don't get a denominational understanding of the coming. There's no mystery to that. Where they're going to be flying out of airplanes and jumping out of cars. It's a secret. Now, Brother Ray, oh, two Rays on the scene. <laughs> Brother Ray, you tell your wife things you never told somebody else. Brother Ron, Brother Ron, you tell Sister Connie you'd never tell somebody else. That's the same with our Christ. tell you what he took his love secrets that he had before the foundation of the world and even this morning he's whispering 
Even this morning, he is whispering his love secrets. Come away, my love. Come away, my love. Come away, my fear, fair one. And because you're his wife, he'll never keep one revelation from you. Brother Adam said he didn't whisper to the flirters. He whispered to his sons and daughters. I tell you what, if you're down in your spirit this morning, may God lift you up. I tell you what, we've had a refreshing in the presence this weekend. Don't let it slip from you. (laughs) Glory to God. Don't you love him this morning? The word that's been planted is the word of promise. Don't ever let it drop from you. I'm just pausing for a moment here. I'm trying to see what to do. But anyway, let me see if I can find this scripture. I was looking for something, but I can just find it quickly here. Let's turn to Joshua. Joshua, the first chapter. Joshua, the first chapter. Just a couple of verses there. Say amen when you're there. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, Go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, onto the land which I do give them, even to the children of Israel. Grace had taken over. The law is dead. Grace, listen, legalism will never bring you there. Grace will take you in. So Moses, I'm going to read verse 2 again. Moses, my servant is dead, but his message still lived. (laughs) His message didn't go down. Moses, my servant, Brother Branham, my prophet, has 
gone on, but his message is not dead. In fact, it's more alive today than when the Moses or Elijah was here. It's more alive today because he's got a many-membered body. Not just one man. Keep your eyes on that verse 2 for a moment. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over Jordan. If you look it up, the word Jordan in the Hebrew, it means descending. And we had 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. The Lord himself descended with a shout. So the word crossing into Jordan means crossing into Revelation. And at that appearing, the seventh angel had to be on earth at the same time. So when he tore off that seal, glory to God, he had to have somebody to send it down to. And he called a man, William Branham, born to a Kentucky hillbilly, a bootlegger dad. That's why I thank God he could, oh my, I could have a chance to be called. Listen, you people, if you can keep your testimony, you young people, keep your testimony. Don't come back with a testimony. I got off drugs and I got off alcohol and I got off smoking. Keep yourself here. But I wasn't able to. I smoked. I cursed. I hope that don't stumble somebody me preaching. But God rich in mercy. And I answered. I know what it means to be redeemed. Remember, redemption is in two parts coming out and going in. And we had to have a Joshua ministry to go in. Let me read it, read it, quote, please. God called man. Am I still okay on time? <clears throat> he said, God is calling men and women today. If I asked him that 20 minutes later, uh, hopefully he'll say the same. <laughs> God is calling men and women today to the battlefield. He's not calling them to a Gilgal. Neither is he calling them to a Jericho or a Bethel. But he's calling them to cross Jordan. So he can get you out into a school of his own power and make you and mold you. Look what he's doing right here now, sending down the spirit of his son. He is performing signs and wonders and miracles which the world hasn't seen the last 2,000 years. 
Scientific world has caught the picture of it. The pillar of fire, the angel of the Lord, hangs in Washington, D.C. tonight of the hall of religious art. The only supernatural being was ever scientifically proven to be photographed. He puts forth his same signs and wonders. What is it? It's crossing Jordan. It's crossing Jordan. One revelation at a time. One revelation at a time. Are you following me? Remember, there's two signs for sure that the rapture is getting closer. And Brother Ben said, oh, if the church only knew its position. If the church only knew its position, the rapture would grow. The rapture would grow. Another one, he is saying, when you see the headship, of the body becoming one and the fullness of the measure of his manifestation. That's the epiphania. The manifestation shows that the body is about ready to be received to the headship. And then he goes on in the next paragraph talking about Israel. Nations are breaking, Israel's awakening. So you see, people, even Israel today, it's not necessarily a sign to us, but it's a sign of the time. They are surrounded by enemies, and the nation of Iran is declaring openly, we want to destroy that nation. I got news for them. They haven't read the book that I read. That's right. And it's the same with you. When the, de- oh, when the devil comes to you and says you ain't going to make it, you tell that devil you ain't read my book. Why don't we give him a praise offering again? Because listen, all that's in the book is him. And you can't destroy him. Woo! Destroy this body, yet in my flesh. I will see God. Hallelujah. You know, some days when you wake up, you might not feel like you're in a victory at all. They got news for you. You are his victory. So when the gloom and the depression try to come upon you, and the anxiety... You just put something on your refrigerator. You put that quote on the refrigerator. I am God's victory. 
and tell the devil like Brother Ron tells, boo. Brother Ben said in marriage and divorce, and I'm not ministering on marriage and divorce, so don't get shook. <laughs> and so is it with the church. Well, he's talking about, I'm sorry, I gotta back up a little. He's actually talking about Esther. How the queen had refused the king, and God chose Esther. And so is it with the church that refuses to become pregnated in the age that we now live in, to bring forth children of this age. Now listen, I've been a farmer in my young days. You take a wheat field. We never grew much wheat in Minnesota. We did first couple years I farmed, I did, but it seemed like it didn't thrive there. And when it comes harvest time, close to harvest, You look over the field, but you got to do more than just look over the field. You got to go in the field. And you'll never harvest that wheat until it's all golden grain. And that's why Brother Mam said we got to lay in the presence of the sun. That's not the S U N, the S O N. And tell all the greenness, all our traditions. Even in the message, we got traditions sometimes that don't belong in the message. It never was in the message. Is that right? I'm going to tell you, all the greenness has got to go all out of us. But we saw... A matured seed in a man called William Branham. We saw an adopted son of God. And he's in the field. So in order to, listen, if he's in the, well, of course, I preached here, uh, uh, what is it, a year ago, two years ago, Nathan, I don't know. I preached in the homeland. It wasn't just about Israel. Brother Branham said, our homeland is the message. Come on, if you're wandering away and trying to figure this out, come back to home. How do you like that? I forgot my thought. Have you guys been listening? Come home, yeah. Come home. I know Paul, but not supposed to be joking, but... I've done it for years. <laughs> so you see here, he said, oh, yes, I know where I'm at now. Here we see a matured son of God. So in that field, there's got to be more. It has nothing to do with your earthly age. It has to do with your placing. Come on, people. It has to do with your placing. 
You've got to be more than just born again. You've got to be placed. So Brother Benham was a first wave sheep that came to maturity in this church right now, Brother Jerry. In this assembly right now, there's adopted people. In this assembly, it's all of the field. But don't worry, there's not going to be a harvest until we all come to maturity. I had a neighbor one time, a far, I used to be a farmer, and I had a farmer neighbor, and he, had, he worked, he was a worker, and in fall season, he put, he, he dumped all this wet corn in a bin that's supposed to be drying or whatever, ended up, he must have not watched it, the whole bin spoiled. The bride is not going to go that way. There's going to be enough preaching by the five-fold ministry. They're going to take this word and they're going to preach it unadulterated. And they're going to preach the original seed. And they're going to pray, they're going to preach more than just Brother Branham, a prophet. They're going to tell you who you are. They're going to tell you your name is written in the book. You'll never mature. You'll never mature sitting under a ministry that's not willing to bring you all the word. Remember, whichever way the tree falls, leans rather, that's how it falls. I want to go on with this quote. He said, we got to be children of this age to the pregnancy of the word of God. We bring forth a child of this age. And he's saying, a seed child. Not the stock, not the tassel, not the shuck. Remember, that was a good shuck. But I'll tell you what, you know when the grain dries is when the shuck pulls away. Now, we're not here to call anybody shuck. God will take care of that. But inside of there is the real grain. Hallelujah. I'm looking, I'm looking at real golden grain word. It's time to mature. Get over the pity things. It's just carnal. Do it what is right according to the word.
If you give me about 10 minutes, can you do that, please? 10 minutes and we'll close. But you see here, Brother Benham said, unveiling of God, the same pillar of fire that come upon those men that wrote the Bible. It's the same pillar of fire here today interpreting the Bible. You know, God is his own interpreter. We don't have to make it come to pass. We can't do it anyway. He'll bring it to pass in his right time. He said, how we thank him. What a comfort, what an identification. I'm so glad to be identified in that. I don't know what to do. I'd rather be identified in that than all the Baptists and Methodists and Presbyterians and Lutherans, all the rest of them. Identified in that word where that Shekinah glory and revelation lays. The pillar of fire is appearing visibly among us. He still is. Identifying that the message is right. What more do we need for identification? I mean, I mean, even, even up there in Sabina Canyon, Tucson, he wrote the letter Eagle in the rock. It was Eagle Age. Come on now. He even let that all happen through the erosion and such on Sunset Mountain that's actually the display of Brother Branham. Have you seen it? You're real quiet on me. I don't know if you saw it or not. It's absolutely. See Brother Branham's profile. No, I'm not a fanatic. But I'm telling you what. We don't need any more signs to show us that this is the truth. Right now, you are the greatest sign overlooked. You are the greatest sign overlooked right now. We were the nobodies in this world, but we were the somebodies to him. And he likes to take people and mold them. Oh, I don't know. If you get up in the morning and say, hallelujah, I want molding. I say, you need prayer. Because it comes anyway. And I haven't always liked it. And choosing of the ride, Brother Branham said that molding will come by the, the word of this age. But you know, it comes more than just hearing the word that molds you. It's experience. Yeah. Invisible union, soon closing. <laughs> Liars won't make it. I'm doubtful to God to be, uh, thankful, <laughs> doubtful. <laughs> I'm thankful to God to be living in this time 
of the closing scenes of world's history. I know if I would have had to say so before the foundation of the world, if God would have laid out the whole program to me and said to me, I want you to preach. And now what age do you desire to go to earth to preach? I would have chose this age for I think this is the golden age. I certainly would have loved to have been here during the, during the time of his visit to the earth. But still I think this right now is a greater time. Because it's a time that he's coming to take the people that is redeemed nearing the resurrection when all the redeemed will come forth. What a glorious opportunity we have to speak to a dying people. And we know that history is closing out and world's history will soon be over. Then we're going to step into a new day, the great millennium. Let's bow our heads. You've been such a kind audience. I love you with all my heart. You know, saints, I've experienced just so much encouragement while being here, not just hearing the word, but some of you coming up to me and talking to me. Encouraging words. To me, that's what we felt here, the love of God and the unity of the people. That is a fulfillment of the message. You know, it doesn't make any difference what anybody's done. It doesn't make any difference what somebody said. I'll just give you a little instance. I just recently heard Brother Perry Green's testimony up at Brother Bisco's many years ago. And I want to be careful I, do, I say it right. But Brother Green was writing with Brother Branham. Brother Branham was telling him about some things that had happened in a certain group of people. And Brother Branham was just laying it out for about two hours. But they came to a place to stop for breakfast. And he was talking about these brothers and so on. and What was wrong? They were going to stop for breakfast, and they ate breakfast, and Brother Branham turned to Brother Green and said, what time is it, Brother Perry? He told him the time. He said, well, we're close enough now. We can go and see those brothers. And Brother Green turned to him and said, Brother Branham, I don't understand. You mean you've been telling me about what's all wrong there and you're going to go and see me? 
And Brother Benham turned to Brother Green and said, I thought, Brother Green, you'd understand. So no matter what has gone wrong, where you've had difficulties with ministries or people, never lose your love. Never lose your love because that's what will make the difference. I didn't bring the quote. I read it at home. But Brother Bannon was talking. He said, even if a brother is unscriptural, I can't remember the words for words, even unscriptural, but love will override everything. I don't know, maybe I'm going this way for a reason. So love of God is powerful. Forgiveness is powerful. You say, Brother Ray, you're spoiling the servant. No, I'm not. I believe the Lord is talking. Don't let nothing. Listen, people. Don't get on the internet and see what's all wrong, what you think is wrong with the message. Don't get in that garbage. But you know what happened to me the other day, and I didn't have a long discussion with him, but this brother called me out of the blue. I haven't heard from him for years. And told me how he loved me. And I know that I've heard. I didn't want to get in a discussion with him. I had heard he had left the word. And he's a minister. I never even brought it up. Because he said, you know, Brother Ray, I pray for you all the time. I say, God, give me that divine love. Give us that divine love that will overcome all things. Can you say amen? Are you with me? Divine love is great. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray together once again, once again, once again. Raise your hands if you have a need. Just raise your hands in every need. Don't you believe he's present here? Brother Branham said, on this side now, not talking about the millennium, on this side, don't look for the nail-scarred hand person or the one that can bring blood. He said, now he's enthroned in his people. Will you believe then when you got your hand raised? Lord Jesus, how we love you this morning. How we love you with all our hearts and we love one another. Oh God. One of these mornings, one of these days, you'll be the last sweep. And just like we felt a sweep in these meetings, There'll be a final sweep. And every monocle, monocle, atom, fiber, 
will be changed in a moment in the twinkling of an eye. We, listen, oh God, just, just listen, oh God, we're listening to you. We're listening to you. Just whisper, just whisper some more secrets. Just whisper a few more to us to change us. Take us in your hands. Take us in your loving care. Just take us, Lord, and just hug us into your bosom. Lord, we're all yours. We surrender our whole being to you. Lord, I'm an old man, Lord. I know the prophet said at 50 he was an old man, but I'm really an old man. I don't know. I thank you for the health you've given me, but I don't know if I'm even way beyond the promise. Others in this congregation are beyond the promise. But Lord, you'll not take a one of us until we've served your purpose. Lord, would you bless these people? Would you bless the ministry here? Would you bless their wives? Would you bless the officers of this church? They're such lovely men. God, forgive us where we've fallen short. Cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Lord, I'm so thankful you spoke for me. Not that I had to preach, but you spoke for me to come. And hearing Brother Nathan and Brother Ron, it just blessed my soul. Touch the needs of those that rose to raise their hand, oh God. Touch their lives, God. Take away all the disappointments. Take away the heartache, Lord. May the healing balm of Gilead touch every need. We love you. We praise you. Lord, if I said anything amiss, forgive me, Lord. I wouldn't mean to do that. God, there's, there's such a presence of you here. I know Brother Benham talked about two different presences. One is when we shout, we dance, we run the aisles. And other times he said it's just so, so awesome that you don't say a word. Lord, I've had moments like that, and I've had moments of shouting. They're both wonderful. Take care of your people here.
because we love you. In Jesus' name. Go ahead, Brother Ray. I, I, I don't really have a song, but if you got a song, can you sing that one again? Could you? Is that all right, Brother Ed, if he sings that one? Oh, daughters of Zion. How do we stand? Hear the words of our Father, hear His promise of love, I will make you a blessing, count the stars if you
this building is the very heart of God to each and every one of us and he's been whispering oh friends he is right here he wants every one of us to step in right now don't let it pass by just say right now uh, I'm coming. I'm here forever. I'm forever yours. And you're forever mine. You make a decision for eternity right now. Whatever has been in the past, just lay it all down now. And just say from this day, not because of my declaration, but because of what he came. He's come to us this weekend. Service after service. And it's not ending. It's just going to take us a little further and further. Jesus is coming soon. He's already come, but he's coming soon. Nations are breaking. Israel's awakening. But in the middle of it all, there's a secret that's happening right now. Oh, this is so sovereign. This is so sovereign. Come away, my love. Come away, my love. Do you know the song, Brother Ray? Come away, my love. Very well. Come away, my love. Come away. could give to you my new name eternity awaits us come away I could give to you my new name, 
Eternity awaits us. Come away. I love. Can you sing verse one? You don't know. Let's just sing the chorus again. Come, come away, my love. Come away. I could give you my new name. Eternity 